When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today we are discussing the most common responses to being triggered, but first today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I am sipping an espresso, sitting at a hotel desk, overlooking a park in the middle of Philadelphia, wearing a robe, and this is what I thought my life may look like when I was a little girl, but never really believed what happened. I'm really enjoying this moment. My thorn is that we go home tomorrow and I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go back to ordinary life. I'm not ready to be the one who changes the sheets and prepares the meals and keeps the house clean. I I don't want to go back. (laughs) My bud is that we get to see our little kiddo tomorrow though. And I have missed him so much. And even though he, you know, we have week on week off all the time, this is an, an abnormal amount of time for us to be apart. Being further away feels further away somehow. So I'm really excited to see him and to get into today's episode. So originally, I wanted to talk about what trigger responses specifically when it came to the Enneagram, kind of proposing more questions and answers, really. However, before we do that, I think it is necessary that we lay the groundwork with what these are and why they show up. So we often simply refer to this as our flight or fight response. We talked a lot about this in Tuesday's episode, but I did want to go deeper into it today. Now, the fight or flight response is the body's natural physiological reaction to stressful, frightening, or dangerous events. It's activated by the perception of threat, quickly igniting the sympathetic nervous system and releasing hormones, preparing the body to face the threat or run to safety. Essentially, the term fight or flight is our ingrained survival instinct and represents the options that our ancestors could choose when dealing with dangerous situations, right? Like back then you were faced a dangerous predator, you could only run or fight. Yet many of the high arousal situations we face in the modern world are more psychological in nature, like a relationship you're afraid of losing or public speaking. Now, originally this was developed as just fight or flight, but over the years, researchers have added fawn, F-A-W-N, and freeze into the mix. So the four major responses to stress or perceived threats are fight, responding aggressively to the threat, flight, running away from danger, freeze, shutting down or being unable to move, and fawn, acting in a pleasing or appeasing way to avoid conflict. So how can you tell which response you are having to stress? So for our fight response, when you feel in danger and believe you can overpower the threat, you are in fight mode. 
Your brain sends signals throughout your body to rapidly prepare for the physical demands of fighting. So signs that you are in fight mode could include a tight jaw or grinding your teeth, an urge to punch someone or even just clenching your fists, feeling intense anger or um, desire to hurt someone, even yourself, a desire to stomp or kick, crying, glaring at people, upset stomach, like feels something like knots in your stomach or burning stomach, or attacking the source of the danger, the perceived threat. Then we have flight mode, which is kind of when you, this is believing that you can defeat the danger by running away. In some cases, running away is the best decision. Take a burning building as an example. Unless you are a firefighter, it is best to get out of there as fast as you can. Now, these emotional and physical responses signify that you are in flight mode, excessively exercising, feeling fidgety or tense or trapped, constantly moving your legs, feet, and arms, restless body that will not stop moving, sensations of numbness and extremities, darting eyes or dilated eyes, actually leaving the room or leaving the situation. Then we have freeze. Now, when one feels neither like fighting or fighting, freezing is an option. So how does it look when you freeze? Your skin may go pale. You may feel a sense of dread. You may go stiff, heavy, cold, or numb. You may have a loud pounding heart. You may feel your heart rate decrease. You may, you know, stare out the window and kind of glaze over and shut down. You may have kind of a more of a stonewalling response. And finally, fawn. One may use the fawn response after unsuccessfully trying to fight, flight, and freeze. So the fawn response is typically prominent in people who grew up in abusive families or situations. If you were an abused child with narcissistic parents, kind of the only hope of survival would probably be agreement and helpfulness. So over time, you can recognize this by realizing that regardless of how poorly a person treats you, that you may be more concerned with making them happy than taking care of yourself. Now, the reason I wanted to discuss these in relationship to the Enneagram is that I'm curious if we may have different initial responses based on our Enneagram type. I thought of this particularly because my most default response pairs so well with my type that it made me wonder if that's the case for others. So for me as a seven, one of our characteristics is that we fear being trapped in emotional pain and we run from our anxiety. So not really a shocker that my first response to stress is flight. I'm quick to bounce my leg, go for a run when my lungs were healthy, walk out of a room or even drive away. I used to drive to parties by myself just in case I wanted to leave early for any reason. Knowing that I could potentially be in a stressful situation, I always have an exit plan before I even leave my house. So I want to propose the hypothesis that our first response could be correlated to our type. However, some are more clear to me than others and I could have all of them wrong. Now, in order to just do this from my own mind, so I will tell you what I thought of from my own mind, and then I'll kind of get into what I found out through polling you all on Instagram. So what I suspected, type one might be freeze, or if we think about their stress move down to four, they could be fight. Um, type two, I thought could be fawn, or if we think about their stress move to eight, it could be fight. Type three, I assumed fawn, because they're really good at making people feel comfortable, making people feel good. But then I thought with their stress move to nine, it, maybe it's freeze. Um, type four, I have fight because they tend to be more direct, more authentic. Um, but then I thought about, well, their stress move to two could cause them to fawn. Then I have the type five as freeze because they are a withdrawing type. They tend to pull away when things are stressful. 
And then I thought, but their, their move up to seven could cause them to flight, kind of flee the situation, which is kind of the same, you know, kind of can see both, I can make a case for both. Six, uh, I put fight because they are a reactive type, so they do tend to have a direct reaction. But then I thought about their stress move to three and thought maybe it could be fawn. Um, then seven, I put flight. And then I thought about their move to one and thought maybe if they're in stress, that could look like freezing, um, which I also relate to. And then for eight, I have fight, which is kind of the more obvious one. But then I thought, well, with in like a more intense situation, maybe they would freeze like a five. Um, and then nine, I have freeze or fawn, but then their stress moves down to six. So maybe it could look more like fight. Now, that was all a guess <laughs> from my own mind. I did poll you all on Instagram and had an overwhelming amount of responses. Thousands of you sent in responses. And the truth is that the results were all over the map. So now this isn't an official study or any kind of official research. It just kind of gave me some insight into how you all experience this for yourselves. Now, I did see a couple of trends. A lot of twos were fight. A lot of sixes were freeze. But in general, it was all over the place. So I don't know if there is a direct correlation or not. But either way, it's worth a conversation to see if you relate to any of them. Because let's get into the point of understanding this anyway. The sooner we can recognize our stress response, the sooner we can start to take care of ourselves. So we have an awareness that when we're stressed, we are likely to want to get up and leave the room. It can help us to notice when our legs start to bounce, or maybe we're clenching our jaw, and that can be a good indicator to start using some of our self-care tools and mindfulness practices that activate our parasympathetic nervous system, which can help us to calm down. Now, the more we know, the more we can be observers of our patterns and lower our stress long-term. So as my thanks for indulging this curiosity with me and listening to a podcast that doesn't really give you any answers and mostly just presents lots of questions, I wanted to give you my favorite practice for doing that, for activating my parasympathetic nervous system. It's called alternate nostril breathing, and it's not as complicated as it sounds. You simply hold your hand in kind of a hang 10 motion with your thumb and your pinky out, you close one nostril with your thumb and breathe in through the one that is open. I like to breathe in for four seconds and hold for four seconds. So breathe in, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, three, four. And then you use your pinky to close the other nostril and release your thumb to open up the one that has been closed and breathe out through the one that is now open for four. So. Breathe out, one, two, three, four. And then through the same nostril that's open currently, you breathe in for four, hold for four, and then you alternate and breathe out for four. I like to do this for about 10 rounds, but you can do this for as long or as short as you would like. Thanks again for exploring this idea with me. If you have thoughts or insights that you'd like to share, please send them into the podcast phone line. The number is always in the show notes. I would love to keep this conversation going. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I'll see you tomorrow for the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.